we're doing a quick audio test right now. This is the first time we use the microphone. But I would never sit like this. Like, this is going to be so distracting. I'm going to be so aware that the microphone's here. Okay, so to paint a picture of what's happening right now, <laughs> I've asked Lizzie to put her mouth very close to the sure SM. No, don't. No, no ASMR. It's too much. Well, I just realized that I think I'm way better at foaming milk than Chris's because no. I just made us both lattes and you were complaining about how you couldn't get foam and I full on just did like some cappuccino level foam. Okay, that's a straight this. up lie. I've never stated I can't get foam. I never said you couldn't. I, you told me once e. that you were like, I want to know how to make a cap, but don't interrupt me. Oh, okay. So our podcast named A Couple of Creatives. Stop mimicking me right now. I'm mimicking you. Is going to be about, uh, we figured because, you know, the interesting angle that Chris and I have as opposed to um, a lot of other people, I think, is that we are in a couple. In a couple. We're in a couple. We saw a couple couple. and we're like, we want to be in that. We are a couple, currently (laughs) coupling, and we're creative. So we're a couple of creatives. And we thought uh, most of of the time you'll be listening to us because we're the only two people that you're going to have consistently here every week. But once in a while... um, we would like to be interviewing other creative couples. And even though they're necessarily, I think some some of the couples we'll be interviewing will be ones that work together, but I also want to interview some couples where like one of them is a creative and the other, like it's just them in a relationship and how it functions. You know what I mean? Yeah, different like, perspectives of different relationships with a creative element to it. Because I think that it changes so much of a relationship's dynamic when one person or both people in the couple is dynamic and it's just such a different lifestyle, such a different way of functioning, especially when one of them becomes like um, a bigger personality online and then there's that constant demand to put out creative things. and um, Or introduce your personal life into a creative element or a creative outlet. Yeah. And for us, a lot of people ask how we are able to work together, how that works. How does that work? How does that work? Um, So I think that's a lot of what we'll be addressing through these and maybe our weekly challenges (laughs) working with each other. Um, Hourly challenges. Hourly challenges. (laughs) Um, You know, some different things that we're facing in our business as well as what other couples? What other creative couples are facing? Um, yeah. So why don't we why don't yeah. we paint a picture of where we are currently to give everybody a bit of a background on us, and then we can kind of jump into some questions. So am I close enough to the microphone? So yes, you're okay because you look you, really close to it, and I'm. Wondering. You know, oh, I've uh, I've compensated for the distance that you've chosen is appropriate for your mouth and the microphone. You look. Even I like. Closer I to like. It. For me, I'm I'm right up in there. This microphone. But I want to make sure we sound the same. This is why I want to hear. Why can't I have headphones? Okay. Well, as of right now, there's only one headphone. Well, slot. can I listen for a bit? Oh my god. Because I feel like I'm going to listen to this after, and it then your voice really is going to sound like amazing. No, you sound good. Okay. You Do you talk- like how it sounds? I'm right up in <laughs> I'm here. I'm so sorry for everyone who has to listen to this. Okay, no, it sounds fine. It sounds lovely. <laughs> you can have the headphones back now. Uh, this is why we had to do tests and not record the tests. I'm very controlling. I know. <laughs> We've learned this. Um, no one else knows how controlling I am, but they will learn that through this podcast. <laughs> um. Yes. So let's paint a picture of where our relationship's at. Um, I can kind of give you like a brief history of how we met. And then Lizzie can talk about the boring stuff like the business. I'll talk about the really fun couple loving stuff. And you, you can just talk about the Are business. we literally starting from the beginning? Okay. Well, I think it's important. I think a lot of people don't know who we are and why they should even dedicate time out of their lives to listen to us. Don't Six years ago in a land far, far away. No. No, it, why is it a land far, far away? It's, it's Toronto. Before time. It's like maybe 15 <laughs> minutes outside okay, of the go. city. Okay, so, I'm so sorry this is taking so long to start. So Lizzie and I are from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I actually live about 40 minutes, or I lived 40 minutes outside of Toronto. So 
both Lizzie and I attended a school or a university program. Uh, we went to Ryerson University and we studied radio and television arts. Um, we actually first got introduced on Lizzie's first day of something called Frosh. Now in Canada, this is like a day where you celebrate starting school, joining university, going from high school to now this new program and new life. Can I add a brief note there? Yes, go. Our, our Frosh for our program, it was a specific Frosh for our program and it was really lame and it was not at all like a traditional frosh that you would have gotten at like other universities yeah like american schools really know how to party and like american schools but they don't call it frosh they call it something else yeah don't they but even at like western if you're canadian you're gonna know the universities i'm mentioning like western frosh western frosh is so different than whatever we experienced especially the rta frosh but it was cute like so basically you and um your friend dylan were like a, a group leader. Yeah, we and then got we were designated. All... We were like a year. Um, I'm a year older than Lizzie is. Yeah. So I was in my second year of university, and I signed up with my friend Dylan to take the new, the new froshlings, the new, yeah. the new, the new blood, and take them around. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part was I was so close to not going that day because my friend who was supposed to come with me was the only other person I knew who was in my program. Um, bailed on me and so it took everything I had to be like no you have to go you have to make friends and you know like you've just come out of high school and you literally don't know anyone and so I showed up um to do this frosh thing and I was like I need to go I need to put myself out there whatever and can I can I be like fully transparent yes to your condition that day so Chris is uh drunk and in a cape yeah. Like a superhero. I think I would have said those reverse. I said, you know, Chris was dressed as a superhero, mighty strong and powerful and cool looking. He might have also no. been mildly intoxicated. Uh, just to, to mildly? Prefer- preface <laughs> uh, mildly. my viewpoint. But okay. It was my so friend's birthday and it was the starting of school and this is kind of what you did. The day goes on and it was fine. Um, but like it, was it wasn't. It wasn't like we shared a moment or anything. We, You tried to talk to me at one point, like near the end of the day. And I don't remember what you said, but I got the impression that you were, I don't know, I thought you were like insulting me or something. I don't know, I thought you were making fun of me. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. I probably just thought you were, you were probably really just trying pretty to talk and to me. really, and just, I always thought, side note, I always thought Lizzie was like way out of my league and I was always nice. like, Wow, she's so beautiful. I would never get to be able to talk or be around her. And then I tried to talk to her and she thought I was mean to her. So <laughs> So then so then <laughs> yeah, he says that and then he you started dating another girl in my year <laughs> for like 2 years. No, how long did you date her? A year, I don't know, two like years? Like a year and a half or something. And then yeah, we didn't talk for 2 years. I went on live my life. I dated somebody else. Lived my university life and then going into my 3rd year, I just broken up with a uh, a previous boyfriend and then you are we gonna get into like full detail on like how we started talking again no i think like, we never have we actually told this story no but this is a very in-depth version of the story i felt like i was gonna be like this is how we met but you guys are getting all no we should just details. we should just go from the beginning because otherwise it's going to be picking up this story and this way like when people come here they now have the full story the, if they the ask, base plate now they to work off of so i used to in the summertime stay at my parents house because my old 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 apartment uh didn't have air conditioning in the summer so i would go to my parents house and my parents were at our cottage and it was really convenient because it was closer to like where my summer job was and i would have a car and i had the whole house to myself it was pretty sweet for summer but anyways so i'm in my bedroom at home (laughs) and if anyone knows what like what a silverfish is those like centipede things with all of the legs like the millions of legs and they're huge like, yeah they can just get like quickly huge. pause google the, pause the podcast for you i'm giving you permission to pause yeah. the podcast but you have to come back i promise you have to come back it's gonna be good <laughs> promise you um, go on google search these things hey siri or hey google oh my god show me images of a silverfish no find it that it, 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 we'll I'm do sorry. that later. This is so going to give you guys nightmares. I'm so sorry. Anyways, to give you context, if you didn't pause the podcast, because it doesn't really matter, it's just a huge insect with about a hundred legs. It's like yeah, a, it's so like a gross. millipede. Oh, sorry. I'm a noob. <laughs> oh my God, Lizzie, you're such a podcast <laughs> noob. Um, yeah, they're terrifying and I'm not scared of very many things, but that's one of them. I hate them. I hate them so much. 
So one appears in my room and it's huge. It's probably like the length of, I don't know. I feel like it's half the length of my hand. Like it was big. And so I'm thinking, well, this is in my bedroom. Like it must die or I can't, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So I take a shoe and I go, I sneak up on it, you know, you took a and shoe? I whack it. Yeah. What else do you kill bugs with? I don't know. Just grab it with like a nice little cloth and then I literally preface this with that. I hate them and they terrify me. I actually it's in my space and that's my rule with bugs. If you're in my space, you die. If I'm in your space, you get to live. No problem. Is it only if you're a bug or if you're been dating for six years? Depends. You haven't (laughs) pissed me off that much. Maybe one day. So anyways, so I, I, I squash. But then I, I realized I only got half of it. But, you know, for most creatures, this would do the trick. Um, for silverfish, no, it, it does not. So it ran away. The other half of it literally ran away and hid somewhere in my room. And then I was like, well, I'm clearly not sleeping in my room tonight. So what does anyone post? Um, what does anyone do at this time in their life and time in the year and time and like in the year the main social media outlet was, was the old was facebook the old facebook what was this 2012 something like that 2012 so i go downstairs i go on facebook i changed my status remember when people did that and i was like oh just so everybody knows when you kill a silverfish this is what happens not sleeping tonight so it's like i don't know 12 30 in the morning and then you private messaged me on Facebook. You like went into Facebook Messenger and messaged me and you're like, it's probably sitting outside. This is the first time we talked in two years. Yeah. It's probably sitting outside your house watching you with binoculars waiting for you to go to sleep. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Also, that could have gone like either two ways. That could have gone like really, really well or really bad. And it probably swayed in the area of really bad. Like if you message that to most girls that aren't Lizzie, they'd I'm probably be like, Ew, unfriend, bye-bye, Chris. But uh, <laughs> Lizzie didn't do that. No. She did the old ha-ha. Yeah. And ha-ha emoji. And I was so like, ooh, I'm, started a, talking. I'm a comedian to this girl. Because if you know anything about how Facebook works, we, and this is before our days as, you know, really trying to build up our social media presence. This is when we were real humans, this is when not, we were real people. not social humans. <laughs> um. Uh, you kind of understand like why certain people's posts end up on your feed, right? So it's twelve thirty. Like Chris is up late. We I haven't was, talked I was in mixing t- a song. We haven't talked in two years. Making making hits. Okay, we haven't talked in <laughs> two years. Why does my stupid post about a silverfish end up on his new news feed? Oh, because he creeps me. Yeah, that's why. Look at you. You're so I knew that. Adonis. I knew You're so that. pretty. Well, thanks. But I'm just saying I knew that. So then I knew you were probably interested in me. So then we started texting. And then, and I thought you were cute. And also I was at that stage where like I'd broken up with someone. So I was like, I don't really give a shit. You know? I don't really, I don't, I don't need a kind, man. I was kind of like mad at all men. And I really didn't think I was going to date someone what? for like a long time. No offense, guys. But like, I'm sure you've gotten that way with girls. What? You get out of a relationship and you're like, I don't want to date anybody. Yeah. Except me for the next six and a half Could years. You stop with the joke. Like I'm trying to tell a story. Keep going. Jeez. So <laughs> this is gonna be so challenging. Keep going. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. So then we started talking, and then I literally gave Chris my number. He didn't even ask for it. I was just I was leaving work and we were talking. Um, on Facebook when I was at work because I was I went on the computers at work. I worked at a restaurant and I worked at the I was a hostess so we had computers. I wasn't supposed to do that but whatever. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna head home, but why don't you text me while I'm on my way home while I'm going home? And then what does Chris do but not text me? So then I get home because I'm ballsy and I'm like, well, that's rude. A girl gives you her number and you don't text her back. Like an hour later, and then literally, like thirty seconds later, I get a ding on my phone, and it's Chris going, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, I was I was playing not hard to get. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was making music. And I, I think you distracted. literally just yeah, you get distracted so easily. I get distracted very easily. Squirrel. Where? But yeah, and then <laughs> that's basically it. We didn't even we kind of dated for two months, and 
kind of dated. We did, but it wasn't official or anything. We never even had a conversation to say that we were actually dating. Just kind of happened. No, I we just really enjoyed each other's company. But both of us like really weren't looking for anything. Like no. we weren't looking for a relationship. I think that's like a you know a big thing is that I was waiting for you to make a mistake so I would have an excuse not to date you. As it, uh, terrible as that sounds. I just think both of us were very still very independent and we didn't need another, you know, you didn't need the relationship. It was just something that if it happened, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it did turn out to be great, which is why, like, you were everything I thought that I wasn't going to find, which is the only reason why we started dating. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. This These is, are th- soft if I put my nose on it. I know. Though. This is when people are going to stop listening. So let's get into some of the I other feel good like that stuff. that was so boring. Okay. No, that They'll was great. They'll get better, guys. These are going to get better. No, no. Don't paint it like it was bad. That was great. That was really fun. Okay. Uh, but that just gives you a bit of context about how Lizzie and I met uh, to really sum up the next uh, six years very quickly, just to jump into these questions. Um, eventually, uh, the relationship kind of kept getting stronger. Um, then a couple years after that, we were in a position where we could start a company together. Um, so we did. And then it's been the last about two and a half years that Lizzie and I have been working together. And the last year and a half where we've been living together and now we officially live together and we spend a ton of time together. And a lot of people are always like, well, how does that work? It's just for us, it works really well. We really enjoy each other's time and company and um, it's now a really great part of our lives. I honestly think the reason that our relationship works as well as our business relationship works is because we're so honest with each other. And you're like one of those weird guys in the world that actually talks about what you're feeling more than I do because I'm terrible at talking about my feelings I'll often voice like what bothers me, but I don't know She's when it gets to more like rational, I'm, I'm more very emotional rational. in the relationship and Lizzie's far more rational. Yeah, I try to be very rational and I'll bottle things up more often than I have to pry. I have yeah. to get like the biggest, like whatever with a crowbar yeah. and just like, but with that said, work at it for yeah. months. <laughs> that's a, that's a story for another time, <laughs> but we both are very honest with each other in what we want to work on, you know, if there's anything that we want to improve, yeah, we'll talk about it a lot, um, which is, I think, why. I think that's why everything works so well for us, to be honest. I think a lot of, like, couples and any relationship, people think everything is, like, understood in, in tonality or in body language or in, like, little subtleties, but I just think so much of that can be avoided if you just say what you're thinking sometimes. Yeah. And it's say not supposed to be this game. Like it's very effortless in terms of like how we communicate about what's bothering us or where we want to go or yeah. what we want to be working on. You can't be afraid of hurting the other person's feelings because I don't know. Because I think just being understanding, or I think we're both very understanding of each other we both are like all right if that's what you want let's work towards it and we're both like very aware of our time Mm -hmm. here on this planet and we don't want to hold each other back from anything yeah we both want what we're working on to be the best yeah and in the same way that you need to be okay giving criticism you need to be okay receiving it yeah and then not get upset about it and not get mad about it because if that's how you're treating your relationship it goes two ways if that's you're treating your personal relationship with each other um, it's not, it's not going to work either. And if it's how you're treating your professional relationship, that's not going to work either. No. And I think you've taught me a lot about how to deal with my own ego as well as my own, um, criticisms. Like I didn't like hearing people say negative things or like, you shouldn't do that. But I think, you know, you've helped me a lot in personal development. And I feel like because of that, we've been able to communicate even better. Yeah. Like I think a lot of it is just, like your parents were so encouraging and so supportive of everything you did. Yeah. And like they thought everything you did was great. So then you kind of came out of that thinking, which was great because it's what, like you have no fear when you're going to do something now. No, absolutely none. Whereas (laughs) my family is very like, um, if that's what you want, work at it and do it. But they're going to, they're not going to be really excited and, 
proud of you unless you've really done something really well. Like they don't hand out compliments easily yeah, or like that Yeah, like a good job from your family. Like you have to just work your tush off to get a good job. My dad's of, thing was very good. Yeah, and like that very good very is good. like my parents oh my handing God. me like $100,000. Like buy yourself a <laughs> bottle of champagne and yeah. like, you know, celebrate. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Like your parents would be thrilled if you came home with an 80 and mine was like, my dad was like, so-so. Yeah. Anyways. 98, he'd be like, 98% on a test, he'd be like, where'd the 2% go? You got, oh, sorry. So we we got a couple questions from everybody. Um, I thought we would jump into some of these questions that people have in terms of our relationship and our business. Uh, yeah. Lizzie, do you think this would be a good time? Should we just jump into the questions? Should we give some context of the company and what we do? Or should we just, no, let's just jump into the questions. We'll leave that for another time. We'll jump into the questions. But, oh, I have one more thing before we get into these. Okay. I think... I think we should announce something because I think we haven't talked about this before, but by the time this comes out, we will have made our announcement. We would have made it public. Yes. We finally. would have told the world after yes. a month and a half. Is it, no, it's, no almost, it's more. It'll be two months. Because it just happened. Week. So, okay. So the reason we haven't told you guys this is because it happened in the middle of us moving and so much stuff was happening like buffer and we were... We were just so busy. And, and we were moving. And we also just wanted to... We wanted to do it the right way. And we wanted to keep it a bit private um, because so much of our lives is online. So without further ado. You tell it. It's your it's it's our thing, but I would like for you to you share. Me to say it? Yes. Um, Chris Howe and I are engaged. What? what? Like... Like, comment, congrats, guys. And so the best is I've you. been wearing my ring in YouTube videos and no one's noticed. <laughs> it's because most of your audience Shneaky is male. Sneaky. It is because most of my audience <laughs> is male. Guys! And, and guys are like, talk about cameras. Sorry, loud. It is loud. You've, you've, you peaked a, you've distorted the, the microphone a few times, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are uh, engaged to be wed. Um, to be wed for be life. Wed. Um, and... But the thing is, we're going to be engaged for a while because I really am not excited about planning a wedding at all. We also just want to enjoy. Like, we just bought a place. Yeah. We, we have it. We set it up. We don't want to be like, cool, the place is done. All right. What flowers should we have yeah. at our wedding? Like, it's just like, let's enjoy a no. year of no pressure. Tell yeah. people no pressure, even when they have that whole little disappointment on their face. Yeah, but, everyone you know, looks just, like super confused just when deal we with tell it. them that. But the people who we care about are always like, oh, we it sounds great. Like, we love it. That's great a great idea. idea. Like, Thanks, mom. Well, we're just deferring. We're telling people we're not setting a date for a whole year. And then a year. So basically a year from when are we getting engaged? October? Yes. October so, 4th, uh, coming 2018. October, October 2019, we're going to set a date. And it'll either be a year, about a year from then or two years from then. Correct. Affirmative. 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 So yeah. We will be getting the married eventually. <laughs> I don't know. It's so awkward. I don't know. We'll be getting I can't even married. call you my fiance. It's so weird. She doesn't even say fiance. fiance. She calls me Beyonce. Oh, yeah. I call you Beyonce. My Beyonce. My Beyonce. Fian <laughs> I'm like, no. I didn't just buy you a ring to be called Beyonce. She doesn't get this moment as well. Hmm. Fiance. It just sounds so preppy. My Beyonce. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Just, just deal with you it. You agreed with me. We agreed on nothing. Anyways, <laughs> now you know that going into this. So we're not just uh, a couple dating anymore. We are engaged to be the wed. Yeah. And um, yeah. So looking at these questions, a lot of them are similar but phrased differently. Obviously, the one people ask the most is like, how do you how do you handle like disagreements? And fights and how to, probably how does that bleed into our relationship? Like it's a loaded question. You just yes. want to go straight to the good stuff. Go. So, oh, that was you this time. Okay. Well, we're learning. What if it happens again? We're learning. Did you turn it off? Okay. I'll go turn it off. You asked the I'll question. I'll start. So the question is, how do we handle disagreements, disputes? And I think there's two different kinds. There's personal arguments 
within, you know, just us, you know, one of us not picking their underwear off the, off the floor or whatever. And then there's, um, that's Lizzie, by the way. No, I don't think so, but we're not going to get into that right now. The other side of the argument is our professional arguments and disagreements in how we want to run the business or yeah. a creative idea, yeah. something like that. Yep. Um, which ones are harder? In terms of what we have to deal with? I feel like our professional one disagreements are harder than our personal ones. Oh, the personal ones are a breeze. We don't really have that many. We've had like one fight that I can remember was like not the greatest. But that was like four years ago. Like it was two to three years ago, yeah. Something like that. It was not that long ago. Yeah, for I people th- that have been dating six and a half years, it's like pretty good actually. Yeah, I, like literally we've had one, f- whatever, we'll categorize it as one major fight. But yeah. it really wasn't even a major fight. We just playful bicker. Yeah, we playful bicker, but it's like it's like heard. fun. <laughs> yeah, you hear it on this podcast, but it's like the fun playful bickering. Like when you like watch an old couple like bicker and you're like, aw, yeah. that's so cute. They love each well, other. Well, other people think it's them fighting all the time, but then when you're in a relationship, you're like, no, that's just, <laughs> that's just <laughs> how it <laughs> but it, but it's not. I I've even noticed that our bickering doesn't even have an undertone to it though. No, because most bickering has this like weird undertone. You're like, and eh, that's uncomfortable. Like, okay, but no. Here's the thing. So when I, when Chris, this is usually how it is though. When you do something that I don't like, yeah, like when you leave the coffee machine on and then don't take the little, I don't know what that's called, that holds the coffee. Yeah. What's it called? I don't know. That little handle thing that you fill the coffee. I'm blanking right now. For, on the Breville. I know. I get it. Um, okay. See, it's already getting like touchy about it. It's awkward. Um, <laughs> so stuff like that. And then I'll mention it once. And I try to be, because like, if I'm just like, why are you leaving the Breville on? He'll get so mad. But like that's just how no, my I don't family get is. That mad. If I said it to you like that, you would literally give me the silent treatment. If I said stop leaving the Breville on, if I said it to you like yeah, that, because I don't like that tone, I'd be like I've told you three <laughs> times, and you'd be like I don't like your tone. <laughs> so I literally have to be like, oh my god, he's done this for like the fifth time today. <sighs> I don't drink that much coffee. You've, painted You've done a picture. it three times in a day, and then I just go, Chris, and you go, yeah. I go, I love you. No, you've learned. <laughs> That's what I did yesterday. And you said it was the nicest way that I've ever said yeah, it. Yeah, because you've learned to how to communicate that to me. And then I was you like. You know, it obviously, you know, habits aren't the easiest to break. Um, and sometimes things require repeated. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you do this? And you, you've learned to be diplomatic about it. You've learned what it hasn't worked for me and you've learned to be able to communicate that. No, it's that. not being diplomatic. I was being diplomatic before. Now you want me to be overly sensitive. It's like I'm hugging a bunny in, while, while I tell you. Yeah, that because this done. is our home. It should be a nice place. Okay. Not a, not a battlefield. So, <laughs> I mean, you have to learn how to communicate with your person and what, like, if you said to me, oh my God, stop leaving your underwear on the ground. Yeah. Then I would be like, oh, and then I would probably just be like, leave me alone. And then I'd pick it up. And then I probably wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Or if I did a couple of times, like you would just yell at me. Like but he doesn't like being communicated to that way, which is hard for me because, you know, when you just want to be like, you left the machine on again. Yeah, because you come from a military family. So it's very matter of fact. I think a lot of people I came do from that. a bed family. It's, it's like a giant pillow. You walk into my home and it's like you're already being like, hugged and no mom? one's hugging you. Your parents just wouldn't tell you that you did that. And they would just constantly clean it for you. No. Yes. No, they're good. They're also like, hey, just want to give you a heads up. This is, you know. James, hey, man, uh, just want to give you a heads up. Uh, You left uh, finger guns. You left the coffee uh, machine on and, you know, uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, And then your mom would just do it for you. No. She's a lovely person and would just like. I know. She she loves you. I know. But. So much. Okay. So. Now you know about Chris's family. (laughs) What we're getting at is that. And what you should take away from that conversation is that, you know, there's different ways of communicating with your partner. Not everybody, you know, takes in certain conflict the same way. So if you've learned how to communicate conflict with somebody else, that's not always going to land with the person that you're with. So really just be conscious of like 
your tonality when you're saying certain things or what is actually working and getting you the results that you want. So if I want Lizzie to stop leaving her underwear on the ground or something like that, for example, you know, I've found a way to communicate that to her where it doesn't overly bother her because you're still trying to like, you're still communicating something that's not like a fun thing to communicate. So really just pay attention to what works, change it up a little bit and ultimately, you know, communicate how you think they want to be communicated communicated to or ask them uh, like I'm very vocal where I'm like Lizzie just say it like this and she's actually doing that now and it's made I think I'm starting to get habit change in there yeah you're way better at how you react to when I tell you that stuff because I don't know I just feel like before you used to just get mad regardless of how I said it or at least that would that's how it felt sometimes yeah but and now now, you now you're like better. oh cool this is yeah because I've become less sensitive about it, but also you're communicating in the way that I want to receive the information. And then it's just made it a yeah. non battlefield yeah. opportunity in our home and explaining like, if it's not received well, just being like, well, I was really just trying to say this. I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. You know, don't just, just be, be like, you're being a huge dick or whatever. No, and no. Then- just be a, just be a good human. If you feel like you've upset the person, say sorry, genuinely, and yeah. then, you know, work towards it. Because ultimately, this is a partnership. You, you know, this is something that you, long term, there's going to be hiccups in the road no matter what, right? It's not always smooth sailing. You yeah. know, there's going to be rough water. Just never do stuff like just call each other names and then never storm out. Don't yell. Yeah. We've never don't done that. Don't throw things, hit things. Yeah, we don't do that. That's just never something. No, we're, we actually always deal with the conflict, at least. And the funny part is I grew up in a household where there was, like, there were, no, my parents loved each other very much. Don't get any ideas from this. My parents had a very happy marriage. Um, but they would get into the occasional yelling match, especially my dad would yell. Yeah. Like, military father was, like, he was loud and his yell was scary. So I heard a lot of yelling. He would yell at me. Yeah. Um, I would say like the one really nice part of what we've built in our relationship is that I don't think we've ever yelled at each other. I can't, ima- I can't remember like any time where like any of us raised our voices really intensely in that, in that one fight that we had a couple of years ago. Yeah. But that was not even like anything. It was something, but it still wasn't that bad. No, we still sorted it out. Any okay. hooligans. Um, <laughs> I haven't said that in so long. So okay. then that's personal stuff. Yeah. But what about professional? We didn't talk about how we sort those out. Professional is far more complicated because you're not, you're not, uh, you're adding a third interest into the mix. So yes, you're paying attention to the person's own personal interests, but you're also looking out for the company's well-being. The company is an entity that you're trying to. It's like a child, like you're raising the child together and you're like, this is what I think is best for the child. And the other person's like, but no, this is what I think is best yeah. for the child. And and the tough part is, is that you're keeping this third party interests, best interests in mind all the time. But, you know, each person has a different perspective of what is the right thing for that third entity, that business. Yeah. So I think it's, I find business conversations more struggling because there's really? time- Yes, oh. that's that's how I feel at least. Good to know. I'm but I also so like already. I also don't care as much though. That's the other thing about like parts of the business. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you're like, this is what I want to do. I'm like, cool. It sounds good. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't I don't fight for certain things because a lot of the times it's like it's so minimal. Like we're talking about like maybe that thing might cost us a thousand bucks or like five hundred dollars, and in the long term, it doesn't. It's not worth having the a fight over or creating an opportunity for a fight. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes actually, can I come in now? Yes. We had a lot of tests working together. So we worked on a lot of like freelance things this together. Is a good point, yeah. Um, so we knew how that worked for, Oh, I don't know how many years did we do that? Three years, three years. Yeah. So previous, so to, it wasn't so- like we went cold Turkey and then started working together all the time. So keep that in mind. We'd already, you know, you, you figure out what works and what doesn't. You get to know each other better. And then we realized we were good working together because we've said this before. We both fill each other in, in in doing things that the other person doesn't want to do or we're good at something that the other person isn't as good at. As a team, we're stronger. Yeah, as a team, we're stronger. Um, now I forgot my train of thought. So 
you know, we, we didn't just jump into it being like, let's start a company. Let's do this. Like there was a lot of micro tests, everything oh, from like, Lizzie, yeah. can you help with a script on this one project that I'm working on? Because previous or to this or like Lizzie coming on to the company, it was just, I was the one running it for a long time. Like three years before Lizzie came in and helped like really make it a real company. Yeah. I was just like this little lone soldier with this company name and just trying to make projects work. And at some point, yeah it became too much and the opportunity to, you know, for her to come on full time was available. But, you know, those were always micro steps as the company was growing. I needed help. So Lizzie on the weekend would help on projects or she would help in the evening or she'd help with editing and like, well, because here now backstory, I was, I freelanced in university. So when I started university, I worked at a restaurant. Then I freelanced. I also worked for, um, I worked on a, a show, um, and like a, I don't know. What do you call that kind of show that I was reading? Domestic kind of HGTV type. She worked on, yeah, domestic Canadian television. Yeah. Um, I did that for a while. Chris and I did our project together here and there. Then Started when I- doing f- music videos. Yeah, music videos. Um, and then I got a full-time job. Because you know when you get out of university, you're like, okay, I- I can work for someone now. I want to. I want to see you want to see what's out there, and like you know, having some stability cash flow wise is never a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and I'd never had a full like forty hour a week nine to five job, so I got a job at a uh, corporate video production company in Toronto. Um, I started as a production coordinator, was my first title, and then by the time I left, I was really. I was in the middle of being promoted. I was really behaving as a junior producer. And I, if I stayed there for another year, I was, I was fast tracking there because it was a smaller company. But, um, so I learned what it was like to operate a small business and production company and saw the way it was being successfully done. And I was able to work with larger, um, larger brand names at how old was I? 20, Five? 24. I was 23 when I started. No, no, you were, you were, yeah, you were much younger. You were like 22, 23. I was 22 or 23. Yeah. So, like, you know, um, she who was, was I working like Panasonic, Canadian Tire? Yeah. She just had the, the, she had a chance to join an organization where her influence was, you know, being brought on to bigger projects. When you're freelancing for yourself, you're usually working with smaller companies until you really build a company to a point that big brands want to trust you to do projects. So Lizzie was able to work with somebody who had already established a company and a process for almost 20 years or something at that point. And then longer. Yeah, he'd been doing it for a long time. And the point is, is that, you know, you got to jump in kind of into the deep end of all that and learn a lot of stuff very quickly and learn what pressure from bigger companies is like. Yes. Uh, So that was really great for me. Um, And I really, I did enjoy it. But at a certain point, I kind of realized I was like, this isn't what I want for myself, mainly because... um, I don't think John would ever find this. Hi, John, if you're listening. Don't say names. I don't know his last name. There's lots of people named John. He knows if he know if he's John listening to this, he knows I'm talking name about in the him. World. Uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't hate saying this to his face. It's really just that. <laughs> oh, savage! Shots fired. No, it's not mean. Oh my god! I'm just gonna say that it's his company, and he wanted his creative vision all the time. Yes. And no matter, I realized that no matter how long I stayed there, he was never gonna let me pitch my own idea and just have it because he always was going to think his way was better even though I was and like was the young person company. yeah even though I was always like the young person at the company and he'd be like oh we need your opinion and whatever because you're the one in touch with social media I'm like you he really didn't care about they, my opinion they got 50 likes of photo Lizzie on Instagram they're they're the social media kings of the world did you just look how do you know that I don't know I think that's that probably a lot. that's also very getting. generous I think it was probably like 14 might have been less I think I liked a photo and I got 14 likes I don't know and anyways was the 14th like. anyways yeah then uh, Chris was getting more and more business and I was telling him I was like well you could be doing this and this and he's like but I don't want to do that I don't have time to do that um, and then I just kind of said well like why don't we just do this together we could I think we could make it work uh, financially and you agreed, so I quit. And then I wanted to throw up because And I, was I also wanted to throw up because at the time I was making just a bit more money than like a single person my age should be making. So like I was doing okay. 
I was like, I had enough business and I was just learning the ropes of stuff. And I was like, okay. You were also though, should we, I don't know. Do we talk about, oh, we're getting so sidetracked. No, this should be like a whole separate podcast, but basically it was yeah. a scary time. We'll save that for another podcast. We, it was a scary time because we weren't too sure if we would get enough business. We can convert old clients into higher paying clients. If we can land bigger jobs. And really it was like a test period of three months that like, yeah. hopefully we don't just burn all the money that was going on. And we were experimenting with a lot of different things because that's a juicy story that's at so some good. point. That's well, a whole, that's why that was the reason that should be a YouTube video. This person, I'll, I'll hint there. This person was the reason that you thought that we could afford to do this. Yeah. That I could come on. And then, um, so it's a good story, thing. We'll get to that in it's a good and bad. Yeah. It's good and bad. It's the confidence a to do story. the plunge, but long term, no yeah, follow through. No follow through. So, yeah, we never told that. That's story. too many cliffhangers for these people. So Let's sorry. go into the next Move, question. Wait, and just then, moving on, moving on. Then we started working together. Everything's been great ever since. And life is amazing, and life's, all jolly, jolly worms and happy dances. All, that's not. That's not a thing. No, we still. <laughs> we okay, but at the end of that year, it was like the best year we'd ever had. Financially, the, financially and creatively and creatively i was very happy and i was so proud of us and i was just like i can't even believe you were that reminiscing we're last this. night about that i was because it was just like i don't even know we we did things right you know it was pretty crazy and i was only yeah i was like 23 or 24 23 are you looking up questions yeah okay do we really answer how we get through like work fights. I don't think we did. I think we got sidetracked. Um, basically the takeaways that I, I would kind of communicate here is that, you know, we've learned for both, both entities, both our personal relationship and our business conflicts on how to communicate some of our messages. But, you know, ultimately with the company, you know, you're going to make the decision that's best for the company and best for treating people properly in that company too. Yeah. We just, we, if one person disagrees with the other, we just try and position why we will really talk about why this is the better option for whether it's like a creative concept or whatever and explain why. Yeah. Um, and then usually sometimes we do have to meet in the middle and compromise and it's like, well, why don't we give them both options and let them choose? Yeah. Um, because a client's never going to be upset when you're giving them more creative, you know? Um, but I think the hardest thing that we've encountered recently is separating our like social media work with know how media work. Well, we both it basically took on a full time, another full time job. Yeah. So over well, and not resenting the other one for working on something else and like, what we had a problem with recently was you didn't want to work on a certain know-how media project. And I was getting to the point where I was like, I can't do all of these by myself. I yeah. need you to edit this and we can't afford to outsource someone for this. And I needed you to do it. And then you got really <laughs> annoyed with it. Yeah. I think I was also just very stressed out at the time because there's a lot of projects, you know, there's been a lot of interest on both the social side and the know-how media side that um, I think the weight of all of it got to me. And I was feeling like, maybe one of the projects we were working on at the time really didn't even matter. So then I just felt like I was wasting my time. And that was the real issue is it was like, it was cutting into like stress mixed with there's other things I wanted to be working on that also had deadlines and pressure. And I just was feeling like overwhelmed I mean. by it all. Yeah. And then I have to be there to like talk you into wanting to work on it when I'm, I'm like, I don't even really want to do this either. No. And you we were really to. great about it. And I, I actually respect you so much for how you dealt with it because you were really great during maybe one of the only breakdowns I've had about the business and everything what did I do recently. That was so great. No, you were just really cool about it. You're like, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you know how people are always like, I don't remember what you said, but I remember how you made me feel. And you didn't make me feel like crap. And that's like a really important thing is that you didn't make me feel like that's surprising. I thought I would have Oh man, you're just questioning yourself. I you don't were, remember what I said. A glimmer I I of wonderful hope came out of Lizzie's mouth. Oh. <laughs> I was, yeah. No, she was really great about it. She was very rational. Well, I think um, I just explained that I was like, you know, you're not the only one. Yeah, who's no. feeling this way, right? And I said, but you didn't say it like in a mean tone. You were very, 
you were very understanding about it and you understood why I was feeling stressed out, you yeah. know, and, and, and on very fairly, I think it's the first time ever well, or a very, in a very long time that I've had a moment like that. Right. And the nice thing was like when something that intense came up, at least on my end, you were really understanding about it and you, you were like, Hey, as, as a business partner, but also like, you know, your fiance, I understand and we'll figure out ways that we can make things work, but like, let's just After get through it. This project. <laughs> yeah. But you were cool about it. And I appreciated that. And I think no one, if you're looking to start a business together and you're looking to do it, like the thing is like, you're creating more opportunities for you to have conflict, but you're also creating more opportunities to work through that conflict and get better at communicating. So communication is so important. If you're already noticing that you guys have trouble communicating, like in your personal side of your relationship, then I don't think this is for you because it's not going to alleviate stress. It will add it. But in other ways for us, it's also strengthened our relationship. It's made our relationship more interesting and fulfilling. Definitely. I think. I think fulfilling is a good word for for what it is. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think setting boundaries is really important when you are in a relationship and also working together. Um, I try not, like I've said this in some other things too, like we try not to talk about work over meals as yes. much as possible. Lunchtime is lunchtime. Like you have to be pretty strict. I think with that kind of stuff, dinner time is dinner time. Like when you're out of the office, we try to shut cause we work at home now. Yeah. We shut the office door or at least we try our best to, because every time you look at it, it reminds you of it. So we shut the office door. We try to set reminders on our phones to put our phones down. You really like, it is a constant effort. So don't think that it's ever easy for people to just turn off and stop talking about work and your relationship begins. It's something that you're always working on and you will have to like when you're out at Walmart and you're like, oh, by the way, did you get that email? Don't say it then. Set a reminder in your phone. Talk about it yeah, later. You're, it's just setting blocks of time where it's like this is work time. This is relationship yeah. time. As basic as that sounds, it's more through the follow through and actually executing on that because there's a reason why people are like, you got to set boundaries because even as an entrepreneur, everything can just flow into it. Um, and I've... I've yeah. learned a lot more about um, setting boundaries from Lizzie because I'm just the one that would just be like, it's work time. Now it's lifetime. Now be it's this time. Because you're always, I feel like inherently as a person, you're in a much more relaxed state than I am. Yes. And I think this goes for, I think this is also a thing about how the male brain works and how the female brain works. Mm -hmm. Women are constant. You agree with me on I know, this. Though. Women silly. are constantly like thinking, and this isn't a good thing or a bad thing about either sex. Like I would prefer to think like a man, you know, because that yes. in my life I would probably be happier. Um, women are always thinking about the next thing. We're thinking like right when we finish breakfast, we're thinking, okay, what do I, what am I making for dinner tonight? Also, do I need to defrost something? You know what I mean? But we're not, okay. That's a, like a stereotypical thing. We're not just thinking about meals, but it's that in every aspect of life though. It's, as you're doing one thing, you're thinking about, as you're working on one email, you're thinking about the next email and all the emails you have to write or what you have to do later that day or, you know, all of, we, we, we're just constantly thinking about the next thing. So it takes a lot more for me to be able to turn off and to get into a relaxed state and to stop thinking about work and to just focus on whatever we're doing at that time, whether we're at Walmart looking for towels or like for doing laundry, you know, I need to be completely cold Turkey in order to stop thinking about work and then to relax. And I think that's why the boundaries have been so successful. I think. Yeah. It's just like, I still have issues with executing on them because you're, you'll just bring it up and you're like, you're so casual about it. But when you're like, Oh, Hey, did you see that email from like this client? As we're watching, as we're settling down at nine o'clock to watch our Netflix show. And I'm like, really? Because if I didn't, then I'm going to want to do it right then and there. <laughs> yeah. But I've also learned before I would just say it. Now I second guess myself and catch myself and then decide, oh yeah, let's do it tomorrow. My main issue is that one of my philosophies is like, if it can be dealt with in five minutes, just do it right now. And the tough thing is like, sometimes I'm like, oh, that will just take five minutes. Just do it now. 
but like then it's the next thing that only takes five minutes and then the next thing only takes five minutes and really you've just sucked yourself into another hour of wasting your life about work when you could just be enjoying time being human because that's okay and the reality is if your best work hours if you are just that person who's like i just want to work like eight hours a day for example set out your eight hours don't care where they are in the day And then if you're getting everything done in those eight hours, like you shouldn't be like working late every single day unless you love the hustle, whatever, do whatever you want. But I don't like to work that way. We usually do work late, but I try to set hours. I want to work from this time to this time. And then after that, I want to be done. Mm -hmm. And then I want to walk out and I want to do other things with my day. So if it's your relaxing time, then it's your relaxing time. So you don't come back into the office. You don't do that because you're just going to have another eight hours to do it the next day. It's still going to be there. That makes sense? Yep. I agree. And I think that's a good point to end the podcast on because it's been 53 minutes and 24 seconds of talking. And I think Oh my that's, God, no, we have seven more minutes. No, these podcasts, we have not discussed what the, the format of these podcasts is going to be. One hour. I listen to podcasts that are like an hour and a half. No, I think they should no, be No, but I think one hour. hour. No, I think they should be more concise and to a half hour. Oh, crap. But I want... 45 I don't know, minutes. I just thought it would be an that's hour. Right. How about that? Compromise, guys. Compromise. 45 minutes? 45 minutes. So is this just going to be a longer one then? Because it's 53 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for bearing with us on the uh, first podcast we've ever done. I hope you learned something. I've learned a lot by doing this. And I think (laughs) the future episodes, just from my perspective, will have a few more technical perfections that we're going to like sort out. Um, The second thing is I think that we'll have the theme for each episode that we can always touch on. So it's not just like... This gave you backstory. This gave you context. Sorry. We'll call this episode the beginning. Oh my God. You're still interrupting me. (laughs) Jesus. This will give you context Sorry. to our relationship and to our business. And so now you know all of the things that led up to right now, going forward, when we have future topics, you now know us. Who, Chris and Elizabeth. And maybe in the future are. episodes, Chris won't interrupt me as much, but I doubt that. It's more fun. That's a character. His name's Interrupting Chris. How do you sign off on podcasts? We can't do like, subscribe, hit the bell. Just send us a DM on Instagram if you liked it, and then we'll know. If you didn't, I don't want to hear about it, okay? No. Don't tell me. Um, But yes, please subscribe. Uh, Tell your grandma, tell your dog, tell people who also have ears that you thought this was a fun time. Tell your kids, tell your wife. And uh, we're going to be doing it more consistently, because this was actually quite fun. I enjoyed this. Okay. We've never talked for so long. Bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.